hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. Time for our 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 opener that's gonna date the podcast and make the content unrelatable. It's time to force rank pies. Let's do it. Today's the day. <laughs> We're force ranking pies. We're force ranking? You have to rank your pies. Force ranking. Force them. This is the, you have to, you're being you're, forced to rank them. You have a gun to my fucking head. <laughs> you <laughs> must choose. Eat the pie, you pig. Eat the pie. You must choose. Okay, I okay. Okay. Dude, first one. What's the Tell me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you two options at each turn. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna tell me what you want. We got blueberry. Okay. You gotta come out strong. Blueberry and okay. apple. You gotta eliminate one. Oh, you're starting off very strong. Yeah. I'm gonna say no uh, slouches here. If given the option, I'll go blueberry. Wow, controversy. I think controversy. Yeah, I'm gonna because I feel like it is a. Uh, you know, I don't a, know. I eat not more f- apple pie. Fourth of July, gotta bust out the apple pie kind of guy. I think I eat more apple pie. I feel like people provide me fewer blueberry pies. People and every provide, time I have one. If you're pulling over to that farm is. stand, you're buying the blueberry pie. Yeah, blueberry pie. I've had excellent. Like almost every blueberry pie I've had has at least been okay. Yeah, blueberry pie. I've, I've had some high bad ceiling. Apple all right, pies. all right, all right. Next one, banana cream versus. Pumpkin, no slouches. Pumpkin, pumpkin. pumpkin. I think this is this is weighted. This is weighted because I've never had banana cream. So holy I shit, cannot. banana cream is maybe my favorite pie. That's a tough out for me, my dude. No, I, I will say at everything we already did our Thanksgiving our our uh, uh, chart of 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 madness. Go back to a, a past while, episode that was a while of Second ago. City. Um, and pumpkin pie is up there for me amongst those, but. Banana cream is, is maybe my all-time favorite. All right. Mm. Key lime, lemon meringue. Ooh. This is too sour. I haven't had either. You, got, you haven't had... What are you doing? There's not that many pies. You got to go eat some more pie, my no. dude. I mean, my girlfriend literally goes to a... Like, her Thanksgiving is... People specifically bring more pies than there are people. Yeah. So, so do you go? Pie. Do you do you no, go? No, I haven't been to it. No. Do they bring lemon meringue or, or key lime? No. If, if given the choice, no. between lemon <laughs> so, meringue, so 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 sad. I no. think I have had lemon meringue. It's it's fine. I love lemon I, meringue. I'm not pie. a huge lemon. What like, this conversation I like lemonade, is, but I don't like what this conversation it. is making me realize is that I think I like, I like pie a lot. I really like pie. Is this a? This is what, not a bit. The, it's just making point? me realize that <laughs> I've presented you. I've presented you with all these options, and each one you've chosen, I've been like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, you have. You've had extreme. You brought up the subject, and then you're blown away when I'm I blown was not, away. Like, Controversy. Welcome to Controversy City. <laughs> okay. Yes. Welcome to Segment City, everybody. The actual name of this show, where we only talk about pies every single time. 
And we are dumpster diving for those buys. Yes. And also, I guess we make segments when we dumpster dive through the internet. We're going to websites. We're finding the best little nuggets. We find, ooh, I didn't expect that to be on Amazon. Let's dive deep into that. That's what we do here Mm -hmm. with some goofs and gaffs here with Will Kane, (laughs) the king of comedy. And I'm Theo Sapakos, and I'm gonna ste- I'm Mister Steal Yo Pie. Watch out! Oh, well, that's that's very. Speaking of comedy, because you and I Not had a, a speaking of fight comedy. over the intro. Yeah, um, I watched a a short a comedy special. I hesitate to say comedy special. Um, the comedy part is <laughs> in question. I watched Bo Burnham's uh, Inside. Yep. Which you have not seen. No. Nope. Purely, it seems, off of uh, the reaction to it. Oh, I, I would well, agree. people, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel pretty lukewarm on Bo Burnham as a whole. I don't I don't love his stuff, so. Mm. Uh, I, I like him. I think the, I'm going to be very brief about this because I think everyone's kind of talked this to death. It's, I don't, everyone pitches it as like, you're going to be emotionally devastated. It's going to be, you're going to be <laughs> weeping to at, at the end of it. And I was just like, that's a bad pitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't, that's why it took like a full year before my girlfriend and I were like, okay, we are ready for this. Yeah. And then we sat down and we watched it and it has some great songs. People are calling it like genius. And I don't think it's genius. Yeah. I think it's extremely good. And it's all produced by him in a room Yeah, with like the lighting and direction is like amazing to do. Like, if you've done any like creative work, you're like, oh, wow, he actually did a lot. Um, and some of the songs are very good. Uh, it dips a little too much into self-indulgence <laughs> for me. Yeah. And also has like, I don't like Doomer stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Doomer Yeah, Doomer are? humor. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of very nihilistic. Like, why do we even bother? I don't like that kind of shit because I'm a I'm one of those people that's like a go-getter and is like, well, OK, where are we going to go from here? Like yeah. let's let's create a plan. Cool. And they're just you, like, you've you've no won. Plan. Now it's the time world to get up. Is destroyed. <laughs> yeah. And and that's like most of the thing is just like watching a man go into depression and like grow his hair out in a room. And part of me was like, you didn't need to sit in a room by yourself. Like mm-hmm. you could have been doing stuff. And then I also looked up afterwards because Annie was very worried about Bo Burnham by the end of it. She's emotionally like, devastated. Yeah, she. I mean, because it's he's very he says a lot of stuff that is, quite frankly, very depressing and very kind of suicidal. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "What are you good, Bo?" And I looked it up, and it was like, "Bo Burnham is fine. He has a wife. He has a support network, and all this stuff." And it was like, he didn't actually sleep in that room. And I'm just like, "Wait, what?" Okay, so okay. He, <laughs> so he lied. I think that it takes away a little bit from the the context of the special if he's not actually in the room. Which was already like a weird, like, are you, you're a rich man that's like, I'm going to be like the plebs and mm-hmm. be in a room. Because people did do that during the pandemic. Um, but like some of the self-indulgent songs, I, he had a whole song about being 30, like turning 30. And I thought it was going to be like, oh, it sucks to have your birthday during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But it was just the concept of him turning 30 in his 20s ending. And I was just like. And it was just whining about 30. Like, it wasn't profound or anything. It was just like, I'm turning 30 and it sucks. <laughs> like, okay, what are we doing here? All right. Cool. But a lot of those songs were very good. I would recommend it, but it is one of those things of like, I felt like I was just like, I'm watching it. It wasn't personal enough and it wasn't like profound enough because a lot of his humor is just kind of pointing stuff out. 
And What's you're like, that's a very deal? good observation. But it's also like, I wanted a little bit, a little bit more. Like, sure. I, I think art, people will talk about art during the pandemic. And I think they think about this. And I'm like, I don't know what art during the, I, I just don't like bummer stuff during mm-hmm. the, <laughs> I think I said that to you in, in some other, like in our private life where it's just like, I'm not looking for, I like stuff that is depressing, but this is like, it's too much. A lot of, it's fill, it's yeah. overfilling the glass. The glass is overflowing at this point. Please stop. I like, I like, like, I'm now going around to like fun stuff. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I need a mood booster. But you know what's a real mood booster? Will Super Thoughts. Yeah, it is. This is a genuine shower thought. I thought of this in the shower. Wow. Are you ready? Well, it's a rare, it's a rare find. This is a hidden gem. The opposite of rain is carbonated bubbles in a soda. The opposite of rain. Yeah, it's about as opposite as you can get. It goes the other direction. It's the other, it's a different form of, it's, it is a, instead of liquid falling liquid. through gas, it's a gas mm-hmm. ascending through a liquid. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thought. Genuine shower thought. Now, were don't you really need were to you, discuss it. Were but. you thinking about this in the context of what would it feel like to take a bath in carbonated water? No, but that is fascinating. Because I was talking about this 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 weekend. I thought of this and was like, "Hey, Laura, what do you think it would be like to take a bath in carbonated water?" She was like, <laughs> "What the what the fuck?" But I would be like, I, "I think it would be interesting, huh?" I would like to to point say, I not any not like Coca Cola. I am not no, going no, no. to get into brown, but it it no, has to be it has water. To be, that it has they to have zero percent sugar in it for me to get yes. in there. Uh, I did I hear about be- in Germany, I think they a traditional thing is to take a bath in beer in, in hot beer. <laughs> and that sounds terrible. That sounds that was- distinctively bad, especially with a bunch of Germans who are just eating sauerkraut and bratwurst and stuff. They're just like, oh, let me get into this beer <laughs> bathtub. Really beer based myself. <laughs> oh, what are you? Ooh, I need my outsides to just... match my insides. <laughs> the bubbles aren't just from the beer. Ugh. Ooh, terrible! Yeah, that 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 be you'd be sticky. You, you'd be really sticky. sticky. You'd have to take a bath after your bath. It feels like it would be kind of like a hot tub, except not hot, and the bubbles feel like it. <laughs> so just a tub. This is a tub. <laughs> spicy, tub. spicy water. A spicy tub. Bath. A spicy tub. Uh, every time I draw myself a bath now, I'm going to just think to myself, ooh, sparkling or still? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, tap is fine. (laughs) Just, Laura's like, he's been in the bathroom for an hour and I just keep hearing cans being opened. She's like, are you okay? Do you have a rattlesnake in there? (laughs) (laughs) How many mountain dudes are you pounding? (laughs) <laughs> the least relaxing bath I've ever taken. <laughs> Do I put soap on? Is this bad? Is <laughs> the soap bubbles just going to make it all frothy? Oh, Who knows? God. Who knows? Who knows? But we do know that you probably got a segment. Do you? I do have a segment for you. I have a segment for you. We're returning back to, hey, it's judgment time. Am I the asshole? Oh, These are okay. Not my I stories. thought you... <laughs> I thought it's you were going to be judgment like, time. Judgment looks like the unclean, the sinful <laughs> are now going to go to hell Get while I ascend. Yes, I mean that's basically the crux of this of this segment is is ascending. We sit and judge. All right, I've got two two for you today. Let's start to merit a little discussion, Ooh. maybe. First one: Am I the asshole 
for not telling my daughter I'm aware of her lifestyle until almost a year later. Now, what do aware you think? Aware of her lifestyle. What do you think aware of her lifestyle means? Just off Father? Or <laughs> daughter? I've known for a long time that you're a fairy. Your your d- weird lifestyle. I I support it though. <laughs> I no, support it though. Uh, I, what is it? it? Has to be like LGBT, right? I'm aware that you are a cast member of H two O. Just add water, and that you are a mermaid. <laughs> I know you don't have to hide from me anymore. What a what a lifestyle to be a mermaid. What a lifestyle. I can never tell my father how I feel that I want to be under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> Turn into Louis Armstrong on that one. All right. Father comes in and she has the legs on and she just has like a fork and she's like, Gollum looks at him. <laughs> All right. My daughter is 25. She lives a fairly wealthy life. And when I asked, and when asked by family, she says she invests stocks, crypto, etc. I know she does, okay. but that's not even half her income. She does OnlyFans and Twitter and Pornhub. I'm aware of this because I will admit a single man in his 40s has needs. And I recognized it as her right away. I clicked on her Twitter profile and her face when it was just the profile picture. I blocked her, made note of the names so I wouldn't come across them anywhere else and felt kind of weird of myself. but 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 I didn't bring it up to her. That was a year ago, and a few days ago, she finally admitted to my fa- uh, at a family function what she does. Mixed reactions and anger aside, I did let her know what I knew and respected her choice so long as she was being safe and knew she was okay with this being online forever. She got really upset with me and told me I shouldn't be watching those kind of things and that I'm disgusting, vile, etc. She hasn't talked to me since, and I get her disgust in it, but is it really that bad that I never told her? Am I the asshole? First off, yeah, this story uh-huh. is fake as fuck. Uh-huh. One hundred percent fake. I knew the moment that it said <laughs> she lives a wealthy lifestyle. A wealthy Who says lifestyle. That? Look at she me. She has a porn hub. She has an OnlyFans. Mm. She's and and it seems like a horny person wrote it. Like <laughs> just like this seems like a plot line. It doesn't seem like real life. Well, you've been sticking too much to the Amazon erotica. All right, <laughs> you're too close. <laughs> you're, too are- cl- you're too close to the sun. Those are more creative than, than this. This. this is this is very that th- aside in the context in the context of the the story. Yes, not the asshole because not the didn't asshole. like daughter. I know you're a terrible little secret. <laughs> like and, and like told everyone that would be an asshole move, but like waited until they told and it was like, hey, I've known for a while and I've been you know I'm supportive. And then she goes, yuck, you nasty old man you watching nasty porn. Boy. Like she's not even. He wasn't like, oh, I've been watching your porn, and it's it's great stuff, The thing I'm confused about is, did she not put together that she has a customer base? That there's someone on the other side of this? That there are nasty people who like porn? Yeah. I can't believe my father watches porn. Now let me show my butthole to all my viewers. Like, there's such a wild (laughs) double standard in the content. That's why I I double think it's fake, but not the asshole. Because the the, the daughter sounds like the asshole. I think it would be creepier if he just didn't wait the year and was like look what i found i know your secrets i know your deep dark secret daughter yeah that's no good <laughs> i but know your half not the asshole. all right next next one <laughs> next am i the asshole for firing my son's girlfriend from my convenience store for slacking off Ooh, Ooh. this is juicy i own a small chain about a dozen of convenience stores which my son 17 has been helping out after school since he was 
uh, since the first one was opened when he was eight. Two months ago, he suggested I should employ his girlfriend, 17, at the store close to our homes. I hired her part-time and she worked after school on weekdays for several hours on the weekends. She has been good she has been good help stocking the shelves and cleaning among other things though not as quickly as other employees. I've noticed her slacking off several times and while she's working she often talks to my son when he comes over uh comes up to her which distracts the both of them. I've told her numerous times that <laughs> but work should be spent working silently, but she doesn't listen. I told her that she's <laughs> lucky I allow them to talk during lunch breaks. She works nine to two on weekends, and so so she has them. I gotta take a breath here. Okay, I'm, is this is a buildup, or is you've just been talking for a while? I've just been talking for a while, and and the and the statement she should be lucky that I let her talk during her lunch break is fucking bananas. This is. <laughs> I've been, I have been on the r slash anti work subreddit. Yeah, so this fits right into that. This is well, you're you're starting them off young at seventeen. Yeah, really disillusion them from the work sports. You can't immediately. talk to your boyfriend. Uh, let's see, where am I? Despite this, she continued to talk to my son. She still she still works while she does this, but she's misplaced items on two occasions and is just slower because of the talking. The final straw happened this afternoon. I let them eat lunch together, but she stayed there for nearly 15 minutes after the designated time because my son lied by telling her I said to him that they could have a longer lunch break. There wasn't much work to do on this afternoon, but she should have known I'd never extend lunch. I immediately fired her because of this and all of the other things mentioned above. My son and wife have said I'm both have both said I'm wrong for doing this. My son says she works hard and reminds me uh, that she spends 30 minutes biking to work on time because her family owns a single car. I've told them both that they should just buy a car because their family has the money. Her father works full-time at a, uh, and a part-time job. Her mother works full-time and her siblings help out a little. All of this work clearly gets them money because they have an almost average an almost average sized house and are able to go on a trip to a water park up this upcoming spring break. My mom still thinks that she isn't as privileged as us. Our household earns well over 200k a year, which I know is true, but I still think his girlfriend's family can afford to lose this job. So am I the asshole for firing her? Okay, I'm going to say to this gentleman, uh, he can take those two misplaced things that he wrote her up for, go into the back of the store, into the storage area, uh... And just shove those up his ass. Shove them right up his ass. Shove them up, up his deep, ass. Deep I up hope there. they're fucking the most I hope it's overstuffed. A, <laughs> I hope it's a pineapple. I hope it's a pineapple and a gallon of milk. <laughs> All right. What I a fucking that. asshole. This is. I mean, this is another one that I'm like. He's almost cartoonish, but it's. He's, I kind of believe it. Like the people like that are like would be like am i a dickhead on the internet when it's like yeah everybody literally everybody said to you you're an the asshole most wild kind things of know are are that he's like yeah her family's well off her dad works a full-time job and a part-time job and her siblings help out that's a sign that like everybody's working for what they yeah. got in that family they're doing they're doing pretty good the father has two jobs i hate to you know, tell you i normal. hate to tell you this but the number of jobs in a household does not correlate with the number of the amount of money in the household it's not a ratio necessarily I, it doesn't necessarily indicate anything i have had a shitty uh like almost minimum wage job i worked out of five guys sure if they there is a in every single like shitty job there's the uh if you can lean you can clean idea yeah if the only thing that keeps people sane in those places is talking 
and yeah. talking shit. Yeah. You are a piece of shit if you're like, you can't even talk. Like, you're power tripping on a convenience store. You're like, power tripping on the lowest rung. I don't understand. You can't talk during your lunch break yeah. where you're not even, like, seen by people. You're in the fucking back with her boyfriend. Like, you could eat shit. <laughs> not to, asshole, not to mention asshole. that that this is going to piss off his son. And his son could just be like, you know what? Fuck yeah. it. Fi hire someone who actually demands real employment benefits out of this job. Who will like require you to pay them, you know, a decent wage and treat them with respect. I'm your son. I can put up with your bullshit. But Almost someone else might now. Almost cartoonishly. It, it's the anti-work stuff. I, it's, <laughs> people are like, am I, if I told these poor, this poor family that has to work multiple jobs, just get a car you, for her, you lazy cretins. You I like get to that, go to a water park. Like, I like what? that they- That's they, not- that's also his response to being like, look, she like puts in work to get to her job on time. And he's like, well, she could put in less work if she was smarter about it and just bought a car. I've, I want, I wish it was legal to give other adults wedgies without <laughs> it being assault. Like that's the perfect amount I think, sometimes people need. I think Arnold as governor of California could probably legally give anyone in the state a noogie. And, and I, I think he should. I think he should take that opportunity. I think he should go give this guy a noogie if he's. In, I, you know. I don't. Yeah, I think this is like. What are the cops gonna do? <laughs> what are you Arnold's gonna do? Gonna, Arrest gonna, me? <laughs> he's gonna pick up their fucking motorcycle or whatever, hold it over his head, and go. You gotta. You gotta do it. I'm the governor, and then he yeah, puts I'm the it governor. down, and they're like. I, yeah, I think he's good. He could just, and then he gives the cop a noogie. Like this is for <laughs> this is a friendly me. noogie. This is like a mark of a mark of pride noogie. It's different yeah. levels of noogie. Piece of shit, get him out of here. Piece of shit, get him out of here. You know what's not a piece of shit, get him out of here? Your next segment. My next segment. Well, Theo, I'd like to bring us to a, a very political sphere that we've been chipping away at. Mm, not really. This is the Wikipedia historian of a list of famous... Political catchphrases and slogans. OMG. From each country. Uh, last time, we did a number of countries, and we got to the Dominican Republic, mm -hmm. um, which starts with, as a reminder, there was a, I think it was in Netherlands or something like that. They said, the Constitution is not just a piece of paper. <laughs> this one from the Dominican Republic, the Constitution is just, just a, piece a piece of paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> said in 1994. <laughs> This next one is by Joaquin Balaguer, accusing Pena Gomez of paranoia during the 1994 elections. The quote how can is: you, "How can you accuse someone of paranoia? That doesn't even make any sense. He's he's acting very paranoid. He's I sent assassins against him. <laughs> he says I did. I mean, he said, I'm not. Oh, no, he's just being paranoid. He should be less paranoid and hang out more by windows. He should be more snipers chill. can get him. But the the quote is." He pooped out of the box. What? I think it's supposed <laughs> to be like mean? outside the box. <laughs> but he pooped outside the box. I don't know. It, it goes with paranoia. Uh, okay. But it, I just laughed at He pooped. <laughs> he pooped out of the box. <laughs> this one doesn't really have any context. But that meat is expensive. And who said you have to eat meat every day? Eat eggplant. Oh, <laughs> I think this is probably in, the, in reference to he's in the meat pocket shortages. of uh, pocket of big eggplant. Big eggplant. Well, now we go from the Dominican Republic to Sacré Bleu. Welcome to France. 
Oh, these filthy Americans with their quotes. Let's see us, our civilized people, talk with our Uh, slogans in politics. Be nice to let us talk and stop stop interfering incessantly like the pug. Like the pug. The pug is always interrupting uh, my pug. An annoying... I am eating my french fries and my pug is going to pee on my leg. He's interrupting... He has a cleft palate like a bug. He can't <laughs> breathe normally. He is an abomination, you say. <laughs> he wears a little monocle and a top hat. He looks like Mr. Monopoly. He is constantly <laughs> demanding rent. This was said in 1986 by Jacques Chirac to Laurent Fabius. This one is by President Nicolas Sarkozy to an anonymous man in a crowd who said to him, uh, who had just said to him, no, don't touch me. You're soiling me. And so You're he said back, me. You're soiling it. Well, then piss off, poor asshole. <laughs> That's so Get good. Get out of here, you fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, you, fucking <laughs> you poor peasant. You poor peasant. I do love that these have the the original language, too. I'm not going to try to speak French, but seeing it in French is so funny to me. Like the, don't touch me, you're soil me. I can't speak French. But now we're going to go to its neighbor, Germany. Mm-hmm. This is broken up into, like, there weren't a lot of, surprisingly, unsurprisingly, not a lot of stuff from Nazi Germany because it got a little bit of a bummer. Um, <laughs> you just, just got a just got gloss right over that. A little bit of a bummer. But these are uh, split from West Germany, which we'll do first, and then East Germany. You can't in... Wait, I, a German accent. Oof. Oh. <laughs> gotta get the I'm, gotta I'm, character switch. Need to, need to get it. <laughs> need to get into... <laughs> you got ich it. Ein, I'm like half... Yeah, uh-huh. Here we go. You can't impede my getting wiser day by day. Can't stop me what from reading. Mean? You can't stop him from reading. What are you going to do? Cut off his eyes? You can't do that. This sentence, this is by Conrad Ennenauer, uh, is often mixed up with the following. What do I care about my yesterday's waffle? What? <laughs> That's a, I feel like that would be a, a Belgian quote, not a German quote. What do I care about my yesterday's waffle? <laughs> I've what? got today's new waffle. I've got a fresh waffle. Thank you, Egos. A waffle a day keeps the doctor right next to you. Uh, this next one is by Willie Brandt on the plans of the Social Liberal Coalition. Coalition. We want to dare more democracy. Mm. We want to dare more democracy. I dare you. Mm. Give us more rights. I, I dare you, you big dog baby. Double dog dare you to let me vote. Double dog dare you. <laughs> you won't let me vote, coward. Those who have visions should consult a doctor. Helmut Schmidt said this to his predis- about his predecessor, who I presume presume had like visions for Germany. Huh. And this guy's like, "Fuck your visions! <laughs> that is that is superstition, illegal. You've, Anyone who can see the with desert. their mind is clearly needing testing." I went on und mission, a spiritual mission. I went and I had peyote with a shaman. And it was amazing, <laughs> but no, not for other people. With all due respect, Mr. President, you are an asshole. 
Perfect. This was said Kill by Joshka Fisher, <laughs> which said to the president, this is in East Berlin now. No one intends to build a wall. Said oh. by Walter Erbrecht <laughs> <laughs> in 1961. Less <laughs> Famous less than two, <laughs> Less than two months before the Berlin Wall was built. And then in modern Germany, this is said by Klaus Werwitt, uh, phrasing his coming out. I am gay, and it's fine this way. That's good. That's a nice quote. <laughs> I'm gay, and it's fine I'm this gay, way. I'm gay, and that's fine this way. But <laughs> it, the, the fact that he's like, it's fine. Everybody agrees. Everybody has said it's fine. Nobody <laughs> says it's not. This is from Hong Kong. This is the only one from Hong Kong. Um, and it's it's a mispronunciation of try our best. Okay. Where he said, uh, where lawmaker elect Gary Chan said, try our breast. <laughs> <laughs> you got <laughs> two options. You got to try list. or you got a breast. I don't know. You got two options. You got to choose. And, that, and this, right? this became like synonymous with them. So people would be like, try our breast. <laughs> like, imagine <laughs> that being your slogan. Uh, this is in Hungary. This next one. We screwed it. Not a little, but a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come right out <laughs> this, with it. This is by Ferenek, uh Oh, that's a Giskirsini, uh, former prime minister and socialist leader, uh, addressing his party members and MPs in a secret speech, which was leaked, and it caused very ser- serious political scandal and riots in the street. It was secret because he didn't want that quote attributed to him. Yeah, you don't want to say we screwed it. We screwed it a, <laughs> lot. a lot. We did it a lot. I don't want to tell you. I didn't lie. I only didn't elaborate on every detail of the truth said by the same man. <laughs> so this man is just a, a, a miscreant. I'm not calling him a truther. This is said by Janos Koka, the former leader of the Alliance of Free Democrats. They do have more fun political party names. They do. In other countries. Uh, frogs are not asked for opinion when you want to drain a marshland. That seems Which rather is, nasty, actually. The undertone, it is nasty. Of, the undertone of that is like, get out of my fucking way. There are tones to the different countries. Some I feel are like, more spicy. I feel like you this should ask. Has anyone nihilistic. asked the frog? Did anyone bother to check in with him? We should maybe ask the frog. I think we might be the frog. Does frog are have there... a support network? Hey, how's frog doing? He was, in a, is... he was in a pond by himself that whole time. In a dark pond by himself. No toad. No frog and toad adventure. Is he okay? How's he doing? Why are there so many politicians talking shit <laughs> and fucking messing with frogs? <laughs> every politician, every politician needs to have a firm stance one way or another on frogs. You're either for yeah. them or against them, and there's no waffling. Yeah, you got to be pro Kermit or anti Kermit. This is from Ireland. Let them fuck it. We'll say no more. Said the Minister of Defense, Michael Smith, while uh, deputizing for the Tenasty one Thursday morning. The Tennis Tea? They have an event called the Tennis Tea there. Yeah, I guess so. You got to play tennis and drink your damn tea. All right. I'm sick of answering questions about the fucking peace process. <laughs> I'm bringing my gun to the next peace process talks. This is said by uh, John Britton, 
uh, famously upsetting a local radio reporter in Cork. <laughs> Damn. The sort of smug know-all commentator. I suppose if anything annoys me, that annoys me. I could instance a load of fuckers whose throat I'd cut and push over the nearest cliff, but there's no percentage in that. That I, I kind of got Scottish at the end, but <laughs> <laughs> the fact right that this is said by former to- Toya Search, Charles Howie, Howie? Uh, speaking to hot press writer John Waters in 1984. <laughs> That's so fucking I, uh, wild. <laughs> Bill Balsack, hot press. Uh, yeah, we're really hot around here. So um, <laughs> when are you going to be posing for the, the fireman's catalog? I'm going to slit their tho- throats if they don't get all the fires under the control. Okay, good. That's some pretty hot news. So, right, back to you in the studio. Throw them over a cliff. <laughs> over the cliffs of, of Cork. I don't know any cliffs. There, there's some cliffs. And then a little leprechaun comes out and starts killing people. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's racist. Crap. Total crap. <laughs> Said by Toy Search, Albert Reynolds to dismiss claims that he never spoke to his coalition partner from the PDs, uh, Des O'Malley. Dismissed as a slip of the tongue by press secretary Sean Dugnan uh, when initially used in an interview with the Sunday Tribune. I am absolutely pissed off. Sinfellet, I love how all of these are just fuck you, what do you fuck want? You, and I'm that's tired the most Irish thing. Yeah. And then <laughs> the last one. On mature recollection, which is apparently a catchphrase by Brian Leenan during the 1990 Irish presidential election. On Mature recollection. <laughs> I've thought about this for five minutes. Very mature. Very mature. This is now Israel. They are not so nice. Said by Prime Minister Goldemir regarding the Israeli Black Panthers protest movement. Yeah. What? yeah. He looked at the Black Panthers <laughs> and he's like, these guys, not so nice. Turns out. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> this is... Uh, said by several times by Benjamin Netanyahu to uh, ridiculize his labor opponents. They are scared. S-C-A-R-E-D. They're running for the hills. Uh, This is a a question asked by uh, Shimon Perez in a speech in a labor party meeting in 1997 after he lost his sixth election in a row. So this is... Damn, (laughs) that guy just doesn't give up. Yeah, he asked, am I a loser? <laughs> and the crowd shouted back, yes. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so fucking funny. Am I a loser? After he loses <laughs> for the same time, everyone's like, absolutely. Fucking yeah, yeah, you are. yeah. And this is uh, last one by Prime Minister uh, Ed, Ed, E-H-U-D, Ehud, uh, Almert. Following reports that his approval rating is plummeting, I am not a very popular prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is how it is. is. This is a slogan. This is a, people are like, <laughs> put yeah, it on you all are. the stickers. Put it on the bumper stickers. Put He's it on gonna the, be known for the this. signs in front of your house. Let's end it off with ooh, a very fancy place, Italy. We are going to end in Italy. Sure. This was said by Viv. Vittori Subgarbi, 
You ignorant goat. <laughs> yes, this is what I need. I need the spice. You Give me the spice. Ignorant goat. I and looking at the like, I love looking at the Italian too because it, like I can imagine somebody like gesturing wildly and sc- screaming <laughs> in Italian, and it's like, what did he say? You ignorant goat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's about yeah, right. That, that like, lines <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I recognize my limits, but when I look around, I realize. I am not living exactly in a world of giants. Mm. So he's like, I might be not be shit. I'm shit. But these other y'all fuckers. Are more shit. Yeah. This is said by Giulio Andierati. And last but not least, I esteem too much the Ita- intelligence of the Italians to believe that there can be so many assholes around voting <laughs> against their own interests. <laughs> said by Silvio uh, Berscaloni. And boy, what a way. (laughs) These fucking assholes voting against their own shit. (laughs) Fuck you. I love that. I feel like European uh, people, like politicians, call people assholes more. Yeah, just straight up come out with it. Maybe it's a translation thing where a lot more words map to asshole in Italian than other languages. Maybe. But like fucking Biden was in the debate with Trump and he's like, Shut up, man. And yeah, shut up. Like, Whoa, controversy. Controversy. But, you know, it's probably not going to be, hopefully not controversial. Is it controversial? Is your next segment controversial? It actually is. Fuck. <laughs> no, we don't need this right now. We're already in hot water. My next segment nothing. is entitled Disneyland's newest menu item is its most dis- divisive yet. Controversy. Whoa. This comes to us from thetakeout.com. You ready? <laughs> Brace yourself, William. I'm trying to think of, and here we have uh, piglet. <laughs> it's just roasted piglet. It is. It's piglet. We <laughs> imagine they just started selling roasted mice, like mouse on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I was think I was trying to think of animal companions, and I'm like, there's a pig in Moana there for like two seconds. Same no, with the chicken. Cut straight to the mouse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go from (laughs) from the takeout.com though the disney parks are known for all sorts of innovations the food continues to be a big draw for many tourists some disney fans go so far as to plan whole trips around sampling as many dishes as possible and even florida's stork population seems to love the food on offer there's a click-through link there's a click-through link there and i i'm gonna have to click it quick we're going to click in real quick. Just read, read the headline. Much respect to this stork who stole mac and cheese from a Disney World guest. All right. That's what we love. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, back and back out. About There's another. a quick dip. I, I thought they were going to write a well, lovely Yelp review. <laughs> from, the, from the perspective of a stork. I it's soar a fucking gra- stork. I soar gracefully over the animal kingdom looking down on my prey. Hey, you make fun of my churros on the beach, but these seagulls fucking love them. They fucking love them. It's so for the I'm, birds. Humans will love this it. is this is for the birds by George. For the birds. Disneyland in California, however, has created a dish that might be a little divisive amongst park guests. I'm having some conflicting feelings about it right now, just thinking about it. It's a dessert pasta, and everyone has an opinion. A de- ooh, 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 that's ooh, that's even spicier. A dessert pasta? Pictured above is a peanut butter and jelly pasta that is now available <laughs> at Nuts About Cheese Stand in Disneyland no! as part of the Disney no! California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. Food and Wine Magazine has that's sponsored a- mac, mac and cheese. <laughs> 
<laughs> with fucking God. peanut butter and jelly on it. Yes. Yes, fucking innovate. This is great <laughs> bullshit. This is fucking insane. They, so they're they're like the kings of innovation are back. Well, we kind of just took pasta and we just <laughs> threw some peanut butter and jelly on it. What and do you people say? What do we you like it? When you hear this, what what in your mind does it look like? Literally, I presume that they took some pasta, yeah. they took a big scoop of peanut butter and a big scoop of jelly, put it on, and then stirred it all together. Yeah, it does. It, looking at the picture, it does look like someone yacked in some pasta and mixed it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I want, so the article goes, I, I want to understand the motivation of whoever created this. Food writer and takeout contributor Julie Tremaine sampled this new co- concoction for F Gate and came away with some mixed feelings. The peanut butter and jelly mac involves macaroni noodles coated in peanut butter sauce and finished it off with oh. a dollop of strawberry jelly and a sprinkle of brown sugar streusel and a layer of strawberry crackle, which is pretty much just a serving of Pop Rocks. <laughs> what? They had to add candy to make this even more buck wild than the base concept. Honey, did we fuck up by giving <laughs> our child this? Because his mouth, he's currently uh, running around the room, and but he can't breathe because of the peanut butter. I know that, Di- I know that Disney, Disney World is supposed to like delight children, but this does feel like it was made by a child. Honestly, it does. I- I forgot to ask, by the way, this is, they're like, people come from all oh, walks like, of every, life the, yeah. to come and eat at Disney World. You are, you have told me that you base vacations kind of around food. <laughs> have you life. ever been like, time to go to Disney? Is that on your list? Is Di- I know people, you have to like reserve early, but that's because it's fucking crowded. Yeah, no, this wouldn't be on my, my destination list, to be honest. Okay. This isn't the type of experience I'm looking for. Uh, quote. The first bite, I got only the peanut butter coated pasta and none of the toppings, Tremaine writes. That was savory and strange. Not my favorite flavor combination, especially when it came in the form of a should have been creamy sauce dried onto pasta. But after tasting a bite of everything on top, she changed her tune. All of a sudden, there was a savory slash sweet slash fruity combination that worked, especially propelling, propelled by the popping sensation that lasted through the bite, she writes. At that point, I was pleasantly surprised. It might not be the sort of thing she or anyone would ever order again, but it would be definitely be proved to be a worthy experiment on the part of Food and Wine Festival. I feel like order again ability has to be the measurement. What else are we basing capitalism on if you're not continually buying things? How quickly you get diabetes. Yes. That is what we... <laughs> How quickly can we fatten these people by giving them... Peanut butter is one of the most calorically dense things you can eat. It is. And so they're like, time to soak some carbs in this and but then put butter, some sweet pe- stuff to cut Peanut butter it. without sugar is like not objectively horrible for you. No. Not at all. But it's also... I've had also like stir fry where my... my It was like peanut buttery. Where you put yeah. a little bit of peanut butter yeah. in. Yeah, the in, peanut butter noodles, absolutely a thing. You're like, cool. It's like, yeah. But having the wild part to me is the jelly. And they're just like, ooh, this is sweet. This is good. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's peanut butter and jelly. It works. The problem is the soft macaroni. The, f- the problem, yeah. The problem is that w- w- when you bite into it and you get sweet and pasta and, and pop, I'm not here for no. it. You could do a sweet pasta, but I it just reminds me of those like 
Disney children's movies, like where it's like, mom and dad have left. Let's make our ultimate thing. And they have like spaghetti and the they ultimate, just put in yeah, like right? chocolate sauce <laughs> and like marshmallows and stuff. And they're like, what if we just like fucking serve that to people? Would people like, can we Would get the for invisible food from Hook? That's just kind of <laughs> fluff, like some some multicolored fluff. Can we get multicolored fluff? We've stripped back on peanut butter from all of our other recipes because so many people are allergic at this point. What if we just went buck wild with it? What if we just went crazy with it and just mixed it in here? What if we fuck around and find out? Someone in the comments here points out that, uh, you know, from one perspective, it is just swapping out one form of starch slash grain for another. You're swapping the bread for pasta. But I, I don't think I can get behind that opinion. No, I can't get behind because there's too. Oh, okay. We're gonna just. You could just interchange them. Okay, let me get some hard tack that they had in the fucking Civil War that you could break your teeth on. That's carbs. <laughs> let me just make a bread out of that. Like that, the carbs aren't interchangeable. They're different textures. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you just gonna like mix peanut butter jelly into your rice now? Is that now allowed? Kanji with with peanut butter and and, and jam in it. Listen, darling, I am on a low carb diet. <laughs> so I've just taken handfuls of peanut butter and jelly and slamming it into my mouth. And it is a flavor explosion. Let me tell you, because it is just pure, unadulterated peanut butter and jelly. Now, Googling it, Googling dessert pasta actually comes up with some stuff that I would be willing to try. Hit me. I, I, it's not unworkable. It's not unworkable. So top one on the list that I see that I'm like immediately like, ooh, yes, let's do it. Chocolate pasta. And what I mean by this is they've worked chocolate into the noodles themselves. So they are like brown, cocoa-y noodles. That sounds great. I would totally try that. Are you kidding me? That sounds wonderful. Some cream in there. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Um, I I just had the thought of, uh, I think a, a fruity pasta could work. It could work. I think it could. Uh, another thing that goes on here is basically like tiramisu, but with like layering pasta into it. That's a lasagna. They're making it's a lasagna. lasagna. It's a lasagna, but you got tiramisu flavors in there. I think it's not terrible. You know, hey, dessert pasta, dessert lasagna, strawberry jam with maybe like fluff or something. Mm-hmm. Is that just a different version of what, <laughs> of the what they've described? They made? <laughs> I mean, Maybe. it would be it would be certainly more presentable than what they've described. And of course, we can't forget about Kugel, which already exists and is delicious. Oh, we we can't Kugel. forget about it. We can't forget. Uh, so Disney, I don't know. This feels like a swing and a miss to me, if I'm honest. Sorry, Disney. Yeah. You know, it's not a swing agree. and a miss. Maybe your next segment. We'll see. Uh, well, we're going to go from <laughs> happy-go-lucky kid content to the dark dips of... Amazon erotica. Oh my. Ooh, baby. But we are going Ooh, to baby. Magical Kingdoms. Hey, hey, it fits a the theme. Yeah, I We're gonna I have to have find gotten... something that fits our theme this week of controversy. Hopefully this is not that controversial. <laughs> some of these things, but they they tend to be a little bit spicy. This is where I go to Amazon. I find the best sellers for erotica. And I, I had so many that I kind of segmented them into different things this is a lot of fantasy and magic which i find very interesting in terms Mm -hmm. of because it fits in but they also go like weird and dark sometimes with it like they do a lot of gothic magic Mm. where i'm just like okay take for example her soul to take Mm. (laughs) yeah her soul to take get (laughs) him 
This is book two in the Souls trilogy. Probably could start with book one, but I've decided that I don't want to because I saw this one first. <laughs> Wait, Fair oh, actually, controversy. Controversy. This is the first book. I it took. It's it's also um, number one bestseller in bisexual erotica. All right, we're subcategorizing nicely here. Yes, it starts with a bold name, Leon. I think this is like from their perspective. They do that sometimes in these descriptions. Is it going to be one of these descriptions where it's like, he had too much to handle. He saw her. He couldn't help himself. No, this is first person from their perspective. Oh, here we go. All right, all right. right. And this book is by Harley Leroy. Leroy. Leon. I earned my reputation among magicians for maybe should we have a dorky? <laughs> I earned my reputation among magicians for a reason. Yes, please. I can detach my thumb and fool everyone. <laughs> Look at this. Ooh. Ooh, where'd the rabbit go? <laughs> this gets all the ladies. <laughs> Was this your card? <laughs> I have my reputation as the most annoying magician for a reason. He earned his reputation for a reason. One wrong move, and you're dead. <laughs> that just me. Imagine the person like spinning around on the wheel, and he's like throwing <laughs> knives. <laughs> and he's like, "One wrong move, and I'll fuck up." I've only killed twelve assistants to exist. <laughs> I've got a reputation. <laughs> help! Help! Killer, they called me. He kind of sounds like <laughs> the it way sounds, it's written. It's killer, like, they call me. It's like great. And in killings is what I'm best at. Except her. The one I was supposed to take. <laughs> the one I should have killed. Oh, I, I love this idea. He's like, can I have a volunteer from the crowd to get in my box <laughs> so I might sew them in half? So I might yeah. saw them straight through. Fucking saw me in half. All right, oh, get whoa, back in the- <laughs> Wowie, wowie. <laughs> and I'm sawing and, oh, she's dead. Oh, no, Uh-oh. not again. Uh, can you be my new assistant? But you already have an assistant. Assistant, get in the box. <laughs> We're going to saw you in half. The cult that once controlled me wants her, and I'm not about to lose my new toy to them. All right. Now, this is from the perspective of somebody named Ray. I've always believed in the supernatural. Hunting for ghosts is my passion. But summoning a demon was never part of the plan. Hold on. Wait. I mean, there are two, there's, a, there's, a, there's a magician who does children's birthdays parties. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. And then in the other room, we've got an amateur ghost hunter. Is that is this who, what I'm getting at? I know a little bit about ghost stuff and demon stuff. You don't stumble into summoning a demon unless you c- hey, consider like opening that's not a, a day board. one. Yeah, that's not a day one job. Oh, damn it. Did I make a pentagram again? I didn't oh, mean no. to. I'm so naughty. Monsters are roaming the woods and something ancient, something evil. This is an erotica, by the way. This is like, she's like, the, I must face the <laughs> demon, but also get that cock out. Uh <laughs> Is waking up and calling my name. I don't know who I can trust or how deep this darkness goes. All I know is my one shot at survival is the demon stalking me, and he doesn't just want my body. He wants my soul. Her soul to take is book one in the Souls trilogy. Although all the books are interconnected, they are standalone, 
and can be read in any order. Nice. I wonder if they're related at all to the Souls games. Maybe there's a tie-in. Her Soul to Take. That's the next one. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good one. Her Soul to Take. <laughs> okay, this is this has uh, a great cover. This is an aggr- every part of this I love. This next book. The author's name is uh, Elf Althea Faust. Yeah, that's I am Althea Faust. <laughs> yeah, okay. How's so, it going, dude? So you've you've made your you made your D D character. I get it, you're an elf. You can chill down, you can chill out now. Okay, so uh what what class do you want to be? Sex wizard. Sex wizard. Because please. that is the title of the book is Initiation. Sex Wizards, book one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So this is a personal fantasy. We're getting right it right there, okay. Magic is a rare gift that only exists in the bloodlines of the rich, the royal, and the reputable. What is the Ooh, reputable? Draco, Just, yes. Ooh, I've never cro- jaywalked before. <laughs> I am a reputable soul. If I do a crime, though, I littered. I lost all magic. <laughs> oh, no, I did forgot to pay for my parking meter, and now I've overstated my magic. No! This has too many eyes, this next part. Domini of Eredale, which I think might be the kingdom from Shrek. I forget. Lord um, <laughs> no, Farquaad. <laughs> a poor hunter and forest guide is barely one of those things. But after a moonlit encounter with the wizard Alessande, Domine's life is changed forever. She reveals that Domine has magic in his lineage and provides him with a letter of introduction to the crux. The crux of the I don't know what the crux is. Hey, the when crux? do we when do we get to the part where there's where there's banging? We're so far Welcome off the plot here. They should have called it the crack. Oh yeah, yeah. See, but I feel like so more more and more of these have have been uh, pretty overt, and this one is taking the slow road. They're doing a lot of fantasy names, which is just very. Metaphorme. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Alafali. <laughs> uh. The center of magical, the crux is the center of magical study in the kingdom of Stratham. Oh, here's a go. <laughs> Stratham, that just sounds I'm the like, king of Stratham. Stratham just sounds like a normal Essex County, you know, kind of, kind of place. Yeah, so I'm from Stratham County. It's uh, oh. south of London, 40 minutes. Uh, there was a problem with the name. My name is Jason Stratham. <laughs> oh, no, this is my okay. kingdom. This is his kingdom. <laughs> He punched me in the face for the kingdom. I did it. Magical study is a far cry from the dusty tomes and rituals Dom was expecting. Instead, it is sex and desire, submission and surrender, loyalty and love, and above all, trust. But when the trust of the crux is betrayed, Dom must face his own insecurities and the unknown to protect his new home and his fellow wizards. Listen, nothing really gets my motor going like trust and insecurity. All right, (laughs) we're really in here deep. (laughs) So you got, is it, I got a little bit of a punch going, but I wouldn't say I'm fat. Would you say, (laughs) is is it good? No, you're fine. You're You're fine. fine. My magic power's back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I accept my body. Althea Faust's debut novel delivers risk-aware consensual kink. Hard BDSM, budding relationship between kind, emotionally mature adults, and a lot of butt stuff. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> when is a I, debut is... novel a good thing? I don't know. It just means you haven't done shit. Maybe Stephen King had a great. I feel like somebody has come out with like their first novel was like, oh, Aragon. Aragon was this date. He was, was like a sixteen-year-old when yeah. he wrote that, and he was so yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. There, well, we've we've delved into a little bit of magic and but controversy, but I've decided that we're gonna cut it off here. Maybe next time I'll continue a little bit of magic erotica. Ooh, mm. Alakazam, where did my pants go? <laughs> Ooh. Alakazam, oh. Ooh, well, well, thank you for listening to the, the episode, everybody. If you have any, I don't know, food things, food facts, recipes for savory pastas, maybe some eroticas, hopefully not, don't, <laughs> magic eroticas that you've written. Hey, we, send it we, to, we would take those. We would uh, we'd take those. Send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter at segmentcity, our YouTube, segmentcity. And we'd like to give a big special thank you to a certain person. Alakazam, Rachel Robinson. Boom. I said it. That's it. it. That's you it. Said the, you said She's, the name. That's I said the name. name. She's wonderful. She did our intro music. And we appreciate the heck out of her. We do appreciate the the living heck. And also, recommend the podcast to, to friends. I, I feel like we don't say this a lot. Uh, and leave reviews on your podcast platform of choice spotify itunes that would Stitcher, be simply wonderful simply wonderful now we're going to end with list of unusual deaths mm. and this one is from 430 bc by empedocles of acragas acragas there we go i said it right empedocles of agracrias was a priest Socratic philosopher from the island of Sicily, who, in one of his surviving poems, declares himself to have become, quote, a, d- a divine being, no longer mortal. Hmm. As you could probably... This uh, is going less somewhere. Of unusual <laughs> deaths, I don't think that was right. According to Diogenes Laertes... He tried to prove prove that he was an immortal god by leaping into Mount Etna, an active volcano. <laughs> what a guy. Oh, my God. What so a legend. Fucking, Check this out. I'm about to rise from the... Whoa, yeah, it's going to be some what, cool what, shit right what? here. <laughs> like fucking Gollum. Like he just... <laughs> do, you think, do you think he hit the lava and he just had a single thought of... Oh, I, I fucked up, up. me. Oh, man. This it hurts. Ow, ow, ow. I'm not immortal. Ah! Oh, God. And then he died. This legend is also alluded by the Roman poet Horace. So thank you, everybody, for staying through to the end. We love you. Bye-bye. Alakazam, where's your pants, Neil? Ooh. There's a rabbit now. Between <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone with your magic.